0: it's sweet. like they've got a left-handed a left-handed ginger i think did the uh the uh, the woman who's on the call like referred to him as like the sweet swinging left-handed ginger or something and I was like is ginger like, are we allowed to say ginger on the broadcast like <laughs> i feel no like it's kind yeah. of did Disney clear this yeah <laughs> and, yeah it was it was pretty funny what we do here is go back 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 back, back. Welcome back to the Wheel Route Podcast, everyone. This is mildly legitimate conversation amongst friends and lovers. We talk about college football and lifestyle. You can find us on the internet We're at the wheel route on Twitter. wheelroutpodcast at gmail.com is the email address. You can get the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Pod Center, Stitcher, the internet at large. Um, and then uh, for those of you who don't know, my name is Logan Whitehouse. I am on Twitter at Log on the Dawn coming to you guys from Stuart, Florida, uh where you know the 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 man in charge of the weather machine is back in his bag, doing doing good things. It was crisp this morning, had the had the windows open throughout the house. We actually have windows that we can open that have screens on them now, which is a a fun development for us. Uh so um yeah, yeah, good vibes only around here. A lot of housework today though, you know. We're uh we're really, we're really nesting around these parts, one might say. Who else is here?
1: <laughs> My name is Jordan Shank. I am still in the ha- a uh, friendly city of Harrisonburg. I almost said the hairiest sen- city of friendly Virginia. The hairiest city. The of, friendliest city of Harrisonburg, Virginia is oh, where please. I currently am located. Um, foliage still looks great. In the valley Love for it. those wondering uh it's starting to fall starting to actually hit the ground now so um i guess the guys and girls doing side hustles leave removal things of that nature it's time it's time to get those those uh yard pants and boots ready time time to get on on your grizzly um, yard pants <laughs> <laughs> i'm on twitter.com at shank jordan where i saw A lovely video of one Jameis Winston just dancing his heart out on one-legged crutches in the locker room following today's (laughs) New Orleans Saints victory. Uh, Jameis quickly continuing to rise in, in terms of... Uh, just overall likability online these days
0: just unintentional a, hilarity yeah. he he maxes it out so hard with just the looks on his face just the what a real image reaction.
1: rehabilitation he's gone
0: yes, <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah give him like a, a uh,
1: yeah
2: are you done I'm sorry who else um, is here no. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Jason Crick. I I'm also in the hairy city of Friendlyburg. Mm-hmm. Um, F-Town. Where, yeah, I, uh, I had a, a battery bite the dust on the old Xterra today. Uh. Uh, so in waiting for a ride, because I hopped on Lyft and Uber to like, i just get home and I'll figure it out from there. Uh, no lifts available. And Uber was like, yeah, we can get you home for $27. I was uh. on campus. Halloween. So I was like, I'm not doing that. So I was just wandered around campus for a little bit until someone come back to me up. There was a had,
0: time, there was a time in our life, Jason, where we would just bike, bike out yeah. into the Greater Harrisonburg area, across town, over hill, over dale. Those no one cares.
2: <laughs> those were the days. Um, yeah, so it was it was a, a nice brisk fall day, not freezing. Uh, one of those days where it's like 20 degrees different from the sun to the shade.
3: Yes. Ooh, um, that's which is that's fascinating. a big time. We're big right
2: time in the sweet fall. spot. Um yeah, I tweet things at Jason Crick where I'm very excited for a screw over the mid-major football team season. Um because it's it's upon us. It's yep. happening. Um so yeah. Yeah, excited to get into it. <laughs> Absolutely. What are we drinking? Uh
1: I have some more of the Waterloo, the black cherry tonight. I've I've really been like just soldiering through the lemon limes and strawberries while I watched football, so I could have a little yeah. treat to black cherry tonight. <laughs> Lovely.
0: It's like a
2: reward.
1: Yeah, it is.
2: Um, I have just a bottle of Tanqueray straight. And yep. no, I'm messing with you. Oh, me. One neat. of the casualties of my day wandering around campus without wheels was that I did not get to pick up beer on the way home. So okay. back on the GTs. No, I didn't even didn't even make one. Hustled right onto the podcast. If you if right. I disappear for a long chunk of this podcast, it's because I'm making a gin attack.
0: Got it. All right. Well, okay.
1: That's, that's acceptable.
0: Thank you. Um yeah, very I was gonna say you're the only man who has the courage to drink gin neat, you know, that that I've ever heard of. So that's uh, like... I've done it
2: exactly once in my entire oh. life. Oh, oh. I, uh... yep. <laughs> I did it once too. It
1: wasn't
2: uh I did it it. Was after, not uh... neat.
1: It wasn't neat,
0: maybe yeah. I did it after <laughs> a <laughs>
2: terrible uh Rocky Mountain County baseball league outing oh and i was like i was like this will be fine this will make the rest of the night good and it didn't
1: mm. Shocker.
0: yeah
2: well now you know yeah. oh.
0: man rcbl was... outing
1: jason post rcbl
0: outing jason was a he was he was a character you know
1: mm-hmm. it was great
0: it was great local celeb um something like that i am working on i believe this is the last passion fruit Lacroix. a little bit of cranberry juice in there for some color uh, though, this weekend, I did make my way through some beverages, went to a baby shower yesterday, uh, and um, took down a few uh, Black Cherry High Noons. Lovely. Okay. Lovely. Very good. Full, fully endorse the High Noon lifestyle. It is ex- expensive lifestyle, but yeah. I, I endorse it. Um, I've
1: seen them at Costco, but I'm not like... I'm not drinking enough to where I'm just like, yeah, let me get a Costco size sixty. Box yeah, anything. I
0: uh, I'm going to invest 180 dollars on 40 49 beverages or whatever it is but um and then uh oh I had a few uh, wicked easies, the Sam Adams hazy, uh, like uh-huh. the light hazy beer, pretty good, but not too bad. Is that
2: the that's in one of the your cousin from Boston commercials, right? Yeah, I think so. Has to be. I really want to hate those commercials. I yeah, laugh at every single <laughs> it one. It
0: means okay to Toba Fest. <laughs> it's so good. It gets me every time. <laughs> I
2: don't know why I laugh at all of them, but I laugh uh, at every single no, one. It,
0: it's funny. It's because that Boston thing is. It truly is like those. It is like such a a, uh, a character that is real. I don't know.
2: Yeah, um, but we. I've all, I've met that guy several times. Oh, yeah. Um, no, no, like, not like in real life, but like in Boston.
0: Oh, sure. Cool, we get it, man. You travel, it's awesome. Uh,
2: did <laughs> do, uh, do you guys? Did
0: you guys get any trick or treaters?
1: Uh, I did not. I heard some, oh. some perhaps like fireworks going off last night. Um, okay. We're in the wee hours of the morning. I was Standard. up late for football reasons, unfortunately. And, we'll talk about uh, it. We'll get there. Yeah. So I like. Yeah, no, well, it wasn't no the only fireworks that were going off, Paul. Yeah, there were plenty of them, Provo,
0: brother. <laughs> uh, we had actually a healthy amount of uh, um, trick or treaters this evening, so shout out to uh, were
1: you prepared or were you scrambling? Were you, uh, I was going out bubbly waters, like here you guys, <laughs> hey, <laughs> <laughs> would you like it? Hey. Looks like. <laughs>
0: would you like a clementine i have a, 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 a you could have your choice of a clementine Sorry, or a I just finished face.
1: jordan's pistachios the other day otherwise <laughs> <Yeah. I should laughs> sprinkle
0: some of those in your bag. here have a handful of salt and pepper pistachios um what are now, you what
2: are you guys thoughts on the uh is becoming a common strategy for uh bag of candy for the kids and case of beer for the adults a case oh, uh, not like you're not like handing each no. person a case like you oh. as the adults come, if they're like, they're walking like three kids around you. are like, Hey, oh, hey like,
1: here. here's, here's a Bronton yeah.
2: Oh no, I, I fully, a un-
1: gesture yeah.
0: I fully endorse that. Uh, there was a, a poor father that came by today that he desperately, he looked in need of, in need of a beer, yeah. um, had that's a, I
3: mean. had a buck,
0: had a buck shirt on too. So that might've had something to do with it, but uh. he, uh, just immediately post game comes sadly by the house, uh, Daughter was adorable, though. Shout out. And um, yeah, Jason, I think that I'm in. I'm into that. But I think it's a situation in which like the whole neighborhood has to be like, it's like less like door to door and more just like, it's almost like lawn party style trick or treating, like where everybody's out in their yard. Then I'm, then I think that's, I think that's like almost expected. Not, not merely acceptable, but expected. Seems
2: reasonable. Seems
0: reasonable. I have done that once before. It was a good time. So. Um, at least, like, we went over to some friends' house, had like a more heavily trafficked neighborhood, and we kind of just posted up at their house and, you know, had had like a, you know, table, handed out candy, some beers. It was a good time.
3: So. Yeah.
0: You don't need an excuse to just, you know, stand outside in nice weather, and drink a beer with, with the boys, though. You know what I'm saying? Just twist, twist your arm. Yeah. All right. So, um, cool. Well, yeah, the dog uh, reacts every time the doorbell rings as if we are being just really attacked. So that's been, <laughs> been tension has been a little high around the house this evening, but we're good to go. Uh, I did put some baseboards down today. You guys would be happy to know that. Nice. So got some baseboards down, really making use of the saw. Just sawing all manner of things just getting sawed. Anything, we'll can stuff to right. saw. anything can get it right now. Uh, did that and we're installing some shelves in the bathroom to finally finish the Put the, the the finishing touches on the uh the master bathroom some shelves nice. so uh you know just living the
1: dream guys for all all you, little, so you can hold all your hair products now in right. that's in that's bathroom. true
3: yeah
0: yeah um it was the last day of the Florida club membership today didn't get a chance to get out and exercise my rights to play for uh you know reduced fees so we'll uh We'll wait until May before we get back out to that at, at the reduced rate. Right. I'm sure. I'm sure I'll get dragged out there once or twice and, and pay full price, but it's gonna be okay. Yeah. Anyhow. All right. Well, that's all I have to say. You guys got any, any breaking news on the home front we need to get to?
1: I don't think so. No, sir. Jason, are there well, I I am curious to maybe take a peek at the the arrest blotter from this weekend just to just oh. to kind of see what not not that I have anybody in mind, but I just kind of want to see what what kind of entries are in it's, the. There's
2: usually a towny name or three that pops up. <clears throat>
1: yeah, I was I was really tempted to maybe drive Uber to put the Uber pants back on and drive this weekend, Oof. but I'm. You glad could have we're...
2: paid for like the membership next year.
1: Yeah, I. Uh, it was believe me, it was tempting, but. <laughs> uh, I I also remember the last time I drove at Halloween and how that that ended up so. No
0: to me. It was like a, a six week vomit, uh, reduction process that we, 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 we walked through it with you on the pod, but yeah. it was tough. It was tough for us all. So.
2: <laughs> it was I think it was equally <laughs> tough on all three. Took a <laughs> Uh, all
0: right. All right. Well, let's get to it. So where we normally start, uh, on the coaching carousel, I think things are really, things are really starting to spin a bit these days. Uh, the news, out of, what is it, Fort Worth um, this evening. Gary Patterson out immediately at TCU. Will not coach the rest of the season. Uh, you can probably read into that, what you will. But um, that's a medium-level job in an ideal location. Uh, I think there's a lot of upside there in the Big 12 and in Texas and, and whatnot. <clears throat> um, TCU has not been good for... Well, they've been like, okay, but they have been the definition of mediocre. I would say in that conference for probably the better part of four or five years now, they, I think when we first started this podcast, they had like their really good year with was it Trevon Boykin getting their quarterback. And they were like, they were throwing it all over the place and they were playing good defense. And it was like, Oh my God, this is awesome. Like, this is really cool. And the defense has since fallen off and uh, you know, that's kind of Gary Patterson's thing, but um yeah Gary Patterson old guy probably probably time to move on you know how these things go uh also uh you know he basically got football really popping at TCU so
1: shout out to him
2: how old do you think Gary Patterson is 68
1: 61
2: 61 years old
0: wow
1: all
2: right so what you're saying is
0: slap an orange and blue visor on him get him up in the booth he's got another four or five years in him either
1: shade of blue honestly Yeah, I mean, at this point, yes, yes, 100%, George. Dealer's choice of which... Dealer's choice. Deal. <laughs> yes. As
0: long as as long as long the defensive, current defensive coordinator ain't walking back through that door. <laughs> That's all I care about.
2: Yeah, I think it's an, it's interesting, both TCU's future and Gary Patterson's future, because, you know, to a certain <laughs> extent, you know, if you grew up in a post Ladanian Tomlinson world, Gary Patterson was TCU football, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, they, they only had for the last 20 years maybe one or two like m- mercurial stars that you can hang something on and even then we only sort of remember their names Cavante um, Turpin sure as one does yep. right um but yeah i mean when we were in college TCU was awesome yeah they won the rose bowl right like finished number 2 in the country like was in was one of the like got screwed out of the play like, the national championship teams so it's interesting to see if they can get back to that point with it, with as many other things, uh, other places in Texas and other schools in Texas and general chaos there. Uh, I'm sure the folks in Lubbock are not sure that this job is immediately open when they already missed on their first target. But um, yeah, yep. it'll be interesting.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see like what what expectations do they do this search with like do they do them with we should be winning rose bowls expectations or maybe we like we should be happy with eight and fours and like strive like a 10 win season would be awesome like what what kind of uh tier do you guys see yourself on and like iowa
0: state or texas which one do you think how, how, how
1: are you gonna hire to that um also, another Texas area school for Justin Fuente yeah, to potentially yeah, land at. Yeah. Um, which Not is, a small
0: one either. I mean, there's yeah. two decent-sized Texas jobs that are out there. So.
1: Yeah, which is increasingly troublesome for someone who really wants Virginia Tech to pay financially for their mistakes and for their <laughs> sins. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. I, their I, sins. Yeah,
2: yeah it's, worth, it's worth mentioning that Jeff Traylor, UTSA's head coach, who was basically like Oh, this will be Texas Tech's first call. Uh got paid today. A UTSA. 10 more years, $28 million. <laughs> wow. So Good for that, him. I mean that's that's power 5 money. Yeah. That is that very much seems to me like a You said 28 million? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2.8 a year for the next decade. And it feels like a uh we know that eventually someone's going to grab you. And we just yeah. want to get paid for it, which kudos. You should sign that contract as an A D. Um, I don't think they're imagining that they'll be on the hook for all 28 million. I think they're hoping right. they're on the hook for all 28 yeah. million,
0: But I, I know Jeff Trailer is uh, you know, another podcast I listen to. They they talk about proof of concept a lot. And um, well, I mean, it's it's splits of do. I like I like those guys, but yeah, you can like, say their name. One, one of their guy. one of their big uh, one of their big uh things they talk about is like how coaches display like their proof of concept so like uh jeff collins's concept at uh georgia tech so far he hasn't really been able to prove that his concept works right but i think this guy jeff trailer his concept was that he i think was a highly respected high school coach for a long time has tremendous um connections in the texas high school system and just recruits his butt off and and like recruits all of texas too doesn't just stick to houston you know, Fort Worth, Dallas area, um, you know, those two areas, like he get he goes out and gets everywhere. And, you know, I think it's really paying off, especially when you look across the state at schools that should be peers with UTSA and you have Jake Jake Spavadol at Texas state or whoever he is. And like, he's not even trying to recruit high school players. Yeah, like he, like he literally took a year off and tried to like an all transfer thing. And they're, they're just, they're no good. So, um, so I think that's kind of cool. I mean, I mean, it's, it's cool to see someone's like, hard work and dedication and, and stuff pay off and it, I think it's kind of goes to show you that there's like a lot of avenues to be successful as a football coach yeah. um you don't just have to be a uh, like super XO guy um which is why I'm kind of interested to see like like next year how like Marshall does like they're the guy they hired was like definitely not an XO football coach right I mean um what's his name Huff Is it Charles Huff
1: is that Sounds his name? Name. familiar
0: I think so but he yeah it wasn't he like came from Alabama staff or whatever it was just kind of like a like sort of almost just like a staff guy like a personnel guy more than he was uh, a football you know game day guy uh but I think it could work so anyhow that's just a bit of a tangent but kind of interesting on that so uh real quick we can update the list of jobs that are officially open that we know of UConn, USC West FIU LSU Washington state. Shout out to Washington state also looking great after they, they shed a little dead weight there
1: Well, by subtraction. playing some
0: of the best football they've played in, I think over two years. So yeah. I'll be damned. Who would've thought and uh, Texas tech and TCU all open right now. Uh, we probably have a couple, I would imagine a couple more mid to good size jobs uh, to join the fray. And then of course there's all the fallout over anybody who's moving. Uh, so yeah, I think we're gonna have a full a full silly season. I'm excited for it. I love
2: Can't I love wait. a good silly season. Cannot wait. Yeah, Jordan's been Jordan's been training for this for 18 months.
1: Oh, <laughs> just out here doing my stretches, ready to go.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, Any guys, any other thoughts on on coaching? You guys hearing any any hot leads? Hearing anything? Nebraska continues to flirt with the edge of disaster at all times. And
1: yeah, uh, I I kind of expect Nebraska to be open. At the end of the year, just given okay. like, uh, apparently, oh. this, apparently, this past Saturday, the press conference was especially, uh, somber. <laughs> just like <laughs> Scott Frost appeared, uh, allegedly appeared to be very, uh, glum in, in the post game presser this week. And to, to the extent that it, like, surprised some people, it was a new level of, uh, of Eeyore. <laughs> oh boy, here we go again. Um, yeah. So, I think maybe Miami has cooled off a little bit. They seem they seem to be maybe. figuring some things out. They have, they have a well. I guess Manny Diaz has a nice pitch he can make that we we found our quarterback Tyler Van Dyke is the guy, and he's gonna. Yeah, take us to the promised land.
0: They did uh, their damnedest to lose to Pitt. I will say well, that a lot of schools I mean, did that. As yeah, as well. this it, is true. This but is but I mean, they they did give up like over six hundred yards of offense and somehow won the football game again. Which listen, Dan Mullen loves nothing more than winning total yardage numbers. So there's one yeah. thing that you know that you can take with you. It's it's amassing yards. Across um, the state
1: of Florida, proud tradition.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. I guess are we thinking that Virginia Tech is likely to be open at this point? I mean, I, I kind of think I would be I know we sort of joke about not. it. Uh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think and Virginia Tech's the type of program that I don't know that they're like and I think we all understand that there's some scheduling situations going on with uh you know, maybe the buyout decreases if the if the termination or the <laughs> With parting of ways got his
1: iPhone alarm yeah. set. For yeah. the exact <laughs> minute he can call Justin Clinton and say, "All right, it's time, it. brother. Let's,
0: let's have a meeting, Justin." Um, yeah, so I would think that's open. I'm like forever exceedingly interested. Obviously, I have a vested interest in Virginia Tech not doing well, but I like am very intrigued with like what kind of decision they could make. Cause I just like, I don't know like they're not gonna hire Urban Meyer, right? Like I mean, like they're they're not in that level, but they're also in the level like they could make like a banger of a hire, or they could do kind of what they did this time, and it's like, all right, we'll
2: see how it goes. And to like, be fair, I just... think we, I think most of us thought Fuente was most yes. of the banger. Oh yeah, hundred oh, percent. we were, they there, were there was some morose discussion between the three of us because we're <laughs> like, oh, of course they got him. <laughs> of course Well,
1: they got and him. it's like they, I mean, they made a pretty dang good hire when the basketball job came open with yes, Mike White. So like. They, Mike, Mike Young, not White Mike, Mike. Oh, Mike White. Sorry, Mike White's on the <laughs> mind because he led the Jets
0: yeah. to victory
2: today. New, new and, NFL MVP, White Mike.
1: Yeah,
0: well, White Mike is also University of Florida's basketball coach too. In case you want. That's true. He's yeah. the brother of Danny White, the former UCF uh, uh, AD. AD and now Tennessee AD. Correct. Look at that yeah. circle. This of is what this is
2: the complete service that our listeners who says
0: want. who says they don't add value to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So anyhow, White Mike. Uh about yeah. him. No. But yeah, I think it it's more just scary from a UVA fan perspective because it's like another chance for them to to make a a banger of a hire. Yeah. Like even if it's on accident. Um but it, it just is another like I'd rather see him wallow for another year or two and like get stuck and do some, some more damage yeah. that takes several it years would be nice if Virginia online. could like
0: occasionally take advantage of the wallowing and like win the football game. Like, yeah. That's
1: than, a whole nother but, podcast. But that's
0: I mean yeah we, we don't need do, to we don't like I, I, I say all this like absent of the irony that like Virginia still is only one that came once of late, but um but shout out. I got to watch it with uh with with
1: <laughs> with, yeah. with Connor's uh with relatives soon to be by marriage
0: Connor's Connor's wife's family and yeah. they they were having a bad day. That was not a great day for them. Uh, so, a banner day for me. Um, <laughs> really, really enjoyed getting to make solid eye contact all around the room and, and kind of drink that in. A lot of, a lot of firm handshakes. Congratulations, you guys. Uh, so, all right, we'll keep it popping here. Let's get into the weekend. That was a kind of a fun weekend. We had some games. There were some yeah. games that happened that were enjoyable throughout. There were some games that happened that weren't as enjoyable. Um, and we ended the evening with just an absolute cocaine fest featuring the Who's and uh and some Mormons. So uh <laughs> wonderful, good times. Let's start with the uh quick whip around here. Miami, which we joked about it. They played pit, uh, and they, they beat Pitt mm-hmm. on the road at Pitt, uh, I believe. And like I said, I think the big takeaway here is, is it would appear Miami has a quarterback to build and grow with moving forward. I mean, he is very much. Uh, your 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 father's quarterback right pretty doesn't doesn't really do a whole lot he's got some wheels occasionally gets out there and goes but uh um pro style Tyler Van Dyke but looks good looks competent and um yeah it's kind of one of those situations i saw someone tweeted like so you're telling me that it's all it took was an injury for miami to play the better quarterback on their roster <laughs> crazy right <laughs> it's like yeah uh, a story we hear all too often in college football but Anyhow. Any thoughts? I mean, you kind of had to figure that Pitt was
1: going to gack one up, I'm going
0: to be honest. But I don't know that this was the one that we all had penciled in for them to gack up.
1: Yeah, I, I was a little surprised it was this one. Um, but, again, I think Miami has kind of been trending in a better direction. Like, despite sure. the results, uh, the the the, like, journey to get there has looked better in a way. If that makes sense. Uh, Do they play
0: Florida State next week? We should find out. That should should be coming up.
2: Miami? Yeah. No, they are... Oh, they play Georgia Tech. They They play Georgia Tech at home.
0: I might be going to that, strangely enough.
1: Oh, fun. Nice. Keep us posted. Um, We'll do. But yeah, I I saw Kenny Pickett throw a bad interception late in the game, like when they were driving to try and take the lead. Um, Right. So, not like... Not that I took any joy in that necessarily, given right. given some of the attention he's gotten in in comparison to maybe another quarterback in the coastal, but uh, yeah, it's like uh, it is strange that I guess they they lose the home nooner, which is supposed to be I guess it's like traditionally Pitts it's their slot bread and to butter, shine. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, this is just a weird pit team, too, because they have a quarterback that's, you know, going off and having a allegedly a Heisman caliber season. And, you know, Pat Narduzzi is still the coach. And, you know, their calling card is usually like we play defense and we have a disruptive defensive line and we we play, you know, tough on the edge. And and they don't uh, they don't really do that this year. They're pretty soft on defense. They need the offense. Um, You know, they're like diet UVA. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) So. All right. Uh, but shout out to Miami. Uh, all right, moving on. VPI was at Georgia Tech. Uh, this game did not seem to be the most enjoyable affair. VPI gets out of there with the 26 to 17 win, I believe. Uh, I didn't really take much of this in. I think it was fairly unremarkable. Uh, I wonder when the Jeff Collins, like, well, we, we talked about the proof of concept thing, right? But like, I wonder when, when do, when do we get to start having a narrative surrounding Jeff Collins' tenure as the head coach at Georgia Tech? Uh, I think he's the right personality for the job, but the results have not really matched. And every time it seems like they're like taking a step forward and being a little bit more consistent, uh, they seem to kind of like, like this would be the year to probably beat Virginia Tech if you're, yeah. if you're Georgia Tech and want to like jump up into that like middle of the ACC realm and they just like can't quite get there. And you know, you can't have year zero. We were a, uh, we were an option team as your excuse here in year three uh, going into year four. So I don't know. I'm just, again, more, more curious than anything.
2: I think it, I think this is definitely a job where it's like, what are they going for? Like if they want to take that step forward in football,
3: right. Like
2: a conversation that probably needs to happen after this season, but if they are embracing the long builds. He's probably got another year, True, um, sure. but yeah, and I, he, I'm not, three I'm not and advocating nine, three and nine, three and seven. Now he's three and five. <laughs> right. consistent. Not a lot. Changing. Dang. He's consistent.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, they, they, I do think they have gotten better and I think they have uh, an interesting, you know, at least athlete at quarterback, but uh, it just seems, it seems like they still lack a bit of offensive identity or, mm-hmm pop on that side of the ball um you know and yeah i I get it that they were very deep deeply steeped in option culture there for a long time but it is uh you know time to probably not be doing that anymore so all right i i think also they are unfairly they probably unfairly look across the state of georgia too and are like oh man georgia's awesome and they they think they like if somehow they could recruit really well and get a guy in there that could recruit, then they could, you know, close that gap. And I don't think that they honestly think that they could become Georgia anytime soon, but I do think that, you know, I I think the state of Georgia is one of the most hot, hottest recruited areas, especially the Atlanta area. finds themselves in, but I also, you know, there's some issues with that school too, just based on, you know, who goes to school there and, and, uh, and what is offered to students. There as a means of you know getting through. So I don't know. Very, very interesting. A lot of stuff going on, George Tech.
1: Yeah. Yeah. it, it, it may just be one of those, like by, because they are so close to so many recruits, they just think like, well, it's right here. Like we should be able to have it. Right. And like that's just not enough. Uh 90%. well, it's also not really that's
0: like a my opinion is that whole thing is kind of like a passe. Idea. It's the same thing with like, oh, I'm the coach at Miami, like you know, wall around the around South Florida, and no one from Broward or you know or anywhere, uh, or 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 Dade or or you know Palm Beach County should get out. And it's like, well, that's just not really the case, because like you know, we all have the internet, and we all have uh, you know, the ability to travel and stuff too. So it's like you know, Atlanta isn't a uh, <laughs> It's not a discovery. Yeah, you, know, you got to. Like, yeah, you got to bring realizing.
1: way more to the table than just like being the school in Atlanta. Right is what. Right, that can get you
0: at, so far. Yeah, especially in a hotly contested ACC.
1: So ACC Coastal for that
0: ACC matter. Coastal at that for sure. Um, I don't even. I wouldn't even like know who to suggest. Georgia Tech has had some wild names as their coach. I think over the years, wasn't there was there a Chan Gailey experience uh, with uh, Georgia Tech? Uh, let me, like let me run down this it. Wikipedia I feel thing like that happened. Somewhere. Ted um, Roof
1: know. was a coordinator there once upon a time.
2: Okay.
0: Paul
1: Johnson. Uh, we did have
2: Chan Gailey from 02 to 07. Georgia Leary was, was there. So
1: Chan Gailey was, the, uh,
0: Chan Gailey was the coach when Calvin Johnson was there? Yeah, I believe that's be. right. It had yeah. to be the Reggie Ball-Calvin yeah. Johnson connection. Yeah. Oh, he man. For like
2: 19 years. Uh, let's see, uh, Bobby Dodd, obviously. Um, John Heisman, as we all know. Yeah. Oh, see. Uh, Strong football into, tradition. In recent times, it's Bill Curry, Georgia Leary, uh, Mac McWhorter for that's one year.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, it doesn't sound like he had a long, um, a long reign. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. So that's they've they've
0: been, all,
2: been all over the place. Like Georgia Gailey, John Tenuta, Paulie J, and Jeff John, Jeff Collins.
1: John Tenuta was the head coach there.
2: Interim. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going down the list.
1: Got
0: gotcha, it. Jordan, Jordan. was very surprised to hear that. I know yeah. Jordan's had some uh, run-ins with John Tenuta. So
1: I've had some experiences. With over the years. years.
2: Do you know where he currently is?
1: Uh, probably like in in a shack somewhere on the beach. John Tenuta is a
2: senior defensive analyst in Blacksburg, Virginia.
1: Oh well, I know his son plays there. I didn't know <laughs> he right. was also getting a paycheck. Well, that hey, sounds about well, right. To be that's fair, that's one.
2: That's what the Wikipedia says. So. Sounds
1: right that he's still finessing the state of Virginia out of taxpayer money for providing <laughs> a no service to anybody. Yeah. Sounds about right.
0: He's the uh he's he had the opposite defensive approach that the current UVA defense approach. I will say just brought he just brought brought the house every play, engage eight at all times. And it was just yeah. like, let's he, see what happens.
1: He called a lot of engage eight. And it's <laughs> like I I I won't say it was successful, but it was exciting.
0: Yeah. Things were happening. Uh, and right now, not much is happening. All right, we'll keep it moving. Iowa was at Wisconsin. This is a game that happened. Iowa, frauds. Like I said on the other podcast, I hate Iowa. So good. I'm glad this happened to them. And and freaking that whole Ferentz family. Okay, get on up out of there. They, they 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 need to fire the offensive coordinator. And it's going to be hard to do that because it's Kirk Ferentz's son, Brad. This is
2: going to loop into Georgia later. But... Um, I feel like we should bring it up when talking about Iowa. I forget. I think it was it was either Jason Kirk or Roger Sherman or one of those personalities talked about a game they had thought of, and it was basically uh it's just Iowa's offense versus yes. Georgia's defense. Yes. And so Iowa just gets to go until either the drive is over or they score. And if, right. if, they, if they go for and if they <laughs> score who would win lose, a game? Yeah. <laughs> and the question was
0: georgia which georgia's offense was not allowed to play yeah exactly
2: (laughs) so the question evolved across the span of the the world's largest outdoor cocktail party which we'll get into later the discussion went from would georgia win all the way to how big would the spread be that georgia would be favored by yeah yeah
0: yeah i mean i think i can't that 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 is a beautiful thought experiment and really should be fireable for, for uh, <laughs> the offensive coordinator at, at Iowa. I mean, I cannot believe they, what they, what they just don't do, which is anything. I mean, it's amazing, but Wisconsin's defense is great. Legitimately. They're really, really good. That's um, fair. But I mean, you're just out here just getting whooped by one of the, if you're and like more lopsided Wisconsin teams we've seen in a
2: while. Uh, yeah. AMA,
1: Mertz looks like he was a husband candidate again.
0: Right.
2: Uh, let's keep in mind that um, Iowa's offensive coordinator was also accused, alongside their strength coach, of being of saying racist things. Oh,
0: sure. He's just not that. He just wasn't related to the head coach, so he got he got away that's with it.
1: That's why the strength coach. Got, that's why
0: this yeah. That's why go. the strength coach had to I go. I don't
2: want to speculate.
1: It would I appear. Wonder. I mean, is a is a darnedest thing.
0: They have the same last name. I don't know if they're related. That's what I right. used to say. Um, Florida State was at Clemson in. A bad beat hall of fame game oh, right here. Guys. Double whammy. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, d- yeah, definitely double whammy. Um Florida State, uh, you know, was was given into Clemson a little bit and it was a close game. Florida State, you know, coming down to I watched the end of this, uh I believe Scott Van Pelt refers to it as pitchy pitchy woo-woo when yes. uh when <laughs> When when you do the the uh, the lateral the lateral Topia play at the end of the game where you just run around, um, often it ends in just abject disaster for the betters, and it really ended in, in some disaster or maybe not disaster for some some betters, but uh, I believe the game went uh, Clemson covered the nine and a half point spread uh, on the last play of the game by like fairly dubious means, too. Like, they potentially could have reviewed that to see if his name no, was double. No, they did review it. it. Well, they reviewed... They reviewed something, but they didn't review if he, like, went into the end zone. And no, it was kind of I thought they like,
1: reviewed both on, on oh, okay. the same. Because they... They didn't, they they didn't
0: clarify that it was a okay. double review. At least the ref came out and said, like, uh, you know... I don't know what he said, something about one of the laterals being backwards. And the ruling on the field was that he was in the end zone at the end, touchdown, touchdown, and then everybody got out of there. But uh, wins 30 to 20, another double digit loss for Florida State. You hate to see it. They just keep getting whooped every week. Um, it's <laughs> it's tough, but uh, yeah, I didn't, I mean, I didn't watch enough of this to like really get a feel for how Florida State looks, it appears that they've kind of found something with Jordan Travis. Manning the ship uh, at quarterback. Um, I, I do think they have a, a fairly limited, you know, passing play package for him. Uh, but their defense seems to have stepped up a bit, and this was the right Clemson team to try to push a little bit. Clemson just still a little slow. A little, little slow going. Not really sure what the deal is.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't watch any of this either, but I did, like, while I was listening to full cast after dark last night, apparently one of the announcers in the Clemson Florida State game, like threw a barb at Dabo in Clemson. Like Dabo was getting upset about something, and the announcer was like, "Well, that's kind of what you get when you're four and three. Like, <laughs> and it was like, "Oh, <laughs> he's been he keeping that one in his chest a little, little bit." Listen, sometimes, sometimes you got to get him out there. You got to let comes them fly. For a saw Yeah,
0: right. Um, Correct. Did you did you take any of this in other than the colossal? coverage at the end no I didn't even I
2: didn't even know what had happened when you guys had some texts about it being horrific and oh yeah I think I think the JMU game was ending roughly that time I might be misconstruing yeah. my games it, but it
0: did have it, it did have a like just a guy just getting pasted yeah as he like reached up to try to catch a lateral too of the,
2: yeah very <laughs> hilarious dream. but no I missed the <laughs> entire game a true hallmark of
0: the of the pitchy pitchy woo woo is always yeah. like an offensive lineman like having to try to like high point a football while he's just getting <laughs> tattooed by some guy like right in the ribs, and, just, like, and you can
2: see like you can almost see it in their eyes every time of just like float here faster please like I know <laughs> I'm about to get don't try.
1: because yeah, I can't get to the ball faster yeah like I so, clearly am right? not gonna come can to get this to one me faster
2: yeah I do
0: love that just the tension though when that starts to happen it's like no. oh and it, you know anything could happen anything could happen. And Then just randomly a guy would just break contain. You're like, what happened? What like what what you guys not cycling around at all? Like no one just like laying on the ground. So anyhow. Yeah, uh, uh,
2: they don't have spring training to practice their pickoff or their uh their pickles.
1: Yeah. Their That's rundown. The yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. We'll we'll keep it moving here. North Carolina at Notre Dame. Um Notre Dame. Sneaking back in the mix, guys. I hate to break it to you all. One lost Notre Dame. Well, Cincinnati
1: kind of needs them to.
0: Yeah, but I, I cannot wait for them it's to somehow games be, 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 placed, in, them to be placed ahead of Cincinnati oh, and yeah. simultaneously use the strength of their win over Cincinnati while holding Cincinnati's <laughs> loss or not losses against them. It's going to be good. It's going to be a good time. Um, I, for one, am excited about it. That said... Uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame did it to North Carolina. I mean, North Carolina's not very good this year. I don't know what to tell you.
1: Yeah, they uh, four losses already. I I not to brag, just want to remind everybody. I took the under on total wins for the Tar Heels this year. That ticket is already cashed. So right? I'm very proud of me.
3: Yeah.
0: No, you should be bragging. Um, we'll keep it going here. Fresno was at san diego state and damn damn if those sweet fresno bulldogs didn't do it again guys they knocked off an undefeated team uh i believe i believe san diego state um you know they get referred to sometimes as west coast iowa so naturally i'm anti san diego state and what they got going on but uh yeah uh jake hayner do
2: they actually get referred to as that or are you just looking uh, uh, at various
0: various things various uh is that that what i got people are saying yeah no, yeah, people are people are saying everyone um, has I called mean, them. They have like a, a legendary punter. Are you guys on
2: this punter for San Diego State?
0: Yeah, incredible. Dude, this guy is a, is a weapon. Um, But that's it. Like, he's
2: on pace to break the NFL record in college, I believe.
0: Yeah, well, punters don't win any football games, so it's unless tough. you're Iowa or you San Diego. State. Unless unless you're unless you think so, Um, but uh yeah, Jake Hanner and them boys doing it to him. Jake Hanner is a killer. I love this guy. A lot of moxie. Really stepping What in job do we like us. him
1: for after this? Jake year. Hayner? Yeah.
0: The quarterback for Fresno State? Yeah, he'll I just know. jump
1: straight to the big whistle somewhere. <laughs> Who's Fresno State's coach right now?
0: It's not Tedford still, is it? It was Jeff Tedford, but I don't know if it is anymore. He might have retired.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, wait, why do they have two head coaches listed? Oh, oh okay. okay. No, never mind. We're good. Taylor DeBoer. Oh. Ah. From where? Where was he from? He was indiana's oc in 2019 oh that's right oh, fresno's oc right before that
0: gotcha so when did tedford when did tedford get out of there two years ago
2: uh let's see DeBoer's first year was 2020 so i would guess 2019 was his last gotcha. one okay
0: yeah well shout out to uh to, to fresno Harkening back to the pat tillman days uh not pat tillman uh, what was his name? His name was something Tillman, the the coach, uh, the coach from Fresno State, the legendary Fresno State coach, Pat Hill. Ah, oh, Pat Hill. Yeah, yeah. see, getting old, getting old, guys, turning thirty three here in a few. <laughs> I was like,
2: I don't like, Pat Tillman was the reference you wanted to make.
0: That. Yeah. No, it was, but it was a Pat.
2: Hill. It was Pat.
0: But thank Hill. you for the troops. <laughs> yeah, that's right. One love, Garmin never forgotten. All right, Jason, what did the Dukes do this weekend?
2: Uh, the Dukes. The Dukes cruised. It was comfy. Love it. Um there were some, there's been some some red zone issues cropping up recently. Um, people are
0: saying their offensive line is Sherman Soft, Jason. Do you have any comments on that?
2: I'm sure person is saying it. And <laughs> um, uh the offensive line has been ravaged by injury. Um they got back um All American tackle Liam Fernado this week. It helped immensely. Um yeah, the Dukes rolled 45-21. There was a, a bit of a terrifying moment. It was really funny that we, we drove down. We got the ball to open it, drove down super easy, got to, like, the seven. And then mm-hmm. uh, in three downs, we got down to, like, the two or the one maybe. And um, we went forward on fourth and goal, and Elon got wh- stopped us and then got whistled for offsides. So then we went forward on fourth and goal, and Elon stopped it and got whistled for offsides. <laughs> Oh geez. And then went for it again and did not get in. And there was a fumble. And so everybody was losing their absolute mind. And then we scored 45 points. And our quarterback threw six touchdowns to five receivers. Is Cruz. It was great.
1: That's really spreading the wealth around. Good
2: yeah.
0: for
1: him. Yeah. Six TDs to five. Re- what is it? Who is this?
0: Kyle Trask? <laughs> Got him. Uh good. Well, hey, go Duke. So where yeah. where are the Dukes sitting in the rankings now?
2: The Dukes are 7-1. I believe they'll be like third or fourth in the national rankings Ooh. tomorrow or this week. That's right. Um
0: I can hear the keys locking the gates, baby.
2: <laughs> um they got we, we're home homecoming this weekend against the Campbell Campbells Oh ah. from, from down Bowie's Creek way. Um and then <laughs> Uh, William & Mary is, is hooping this year.
3: Yeah. they the go-go offense. They, Who did they, they beat?
2: Sm- Villanova yeah. was, like, number five in the country. They beat us at home. They snapped our home winning streak. And William & Mary uh, woodshitted them this weekend. Got him. Like, was up 31-3 at one point. Maybe Just
1: making a them. case for the Wake Forest job when LSU hires Dave Clawson. Oh.
0: Or Virginia love, Tech. I love this. He could be the Virginia Tech head coach. I would fully endorse <laughs> Mike London as Virginia
1: Tech No, because with our luck, he will have it all figured out by then. I was
3: going to no,
2: say, no, no. the only thing the worst that would be if he, like... It could be
1: Mike London winning a National
2: Dinosaur. Ten Virginia wins Virginia every Tech year. I would <laughs> quit
0: <Yeah>. this podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, We would no
2: longer be talking about this. We'd be, um, we'd be talking about something else. So anyways, up. three three games left for the Dukes before the playoffs. It's getting to do be football. Have a,
1: do, you have, do they have a bye baked in there, or is it just game, game, game? And then they have...
2: So there's first five rounds. The five problem. rounds of playoffs. Top eight seeds get a bye from the first right, round.
1: Right, but they they've had their regulars. We have we have had
2: their yes. Okay. That's true. Yeah. Gotcha. Sorry, I misunderstood. Well, go Dukes. Go Dukes. Fun week on tap. Absolutely. With, All right. With Campbell coming to town. Is Campbell good? I don't. I don't believe so. But I'm not sure. All right. I'm through to find Campbell. out. I think I drove They're from Maryland, right? Campbell. No. North Carolina. Bowie's Creek, North Carolina. Yeah. Both stoplights. My bad.
1: Camp Bell. Got it. All right.
0: Uh Jordan, let's hear it. How did the boys do this week picking football games?
1: Not and
2: great. I haven't
0: been for this week. Thanks for joining us on The Real Let's talk about the important games.
1: Yeah, folks, I, I don't like to toot our own horn very often, but lesser podcasts would shy away from owning the picks they made. They would attempt... This- to ignore the egg on this their face. This is a creative not
0: reframing us. of tooting our own horn. I like this. I like. This not country. us.
1: We we
2: face also music. We good. we also don't pick five games where we think you can win. We always just do the. Yeah, five we're not biggest trying terms.
1: to give winners here. We're trying to like get into it. <laughs> all right, there's a difference
2: in now this. that we've said all that. <laughs>
1: yeah, these are not value plays. I read a disclaimer every week. Hopefully, you entail right. us. Uh, each of us went one and four this week. I got there via flipping a gold dollar. You guys got there on the strength of your own acumen. Uh, tomato, tomato. Um, but, uh, Logan, I I did notice a bit of a trend. You have gone one and four, three weeks in a row now. Um, yeah. Yeah, so tough. I think you're due. I think you're due for for a big second half. And i'm excited you. to see see where this goes for things are looking years.
0: pretty good for me there the you know weeks one through four were fine weeks four yeah. through eight have been less less than fine yeah you so, are you are
1: regressing hard to the mean you're yeah, not the mean comes for us, us all it came for iowa
0: this week and yes. it, it really it came for me as well um all right so we had what game of the weekend michigan Yeah. michigan at michigan state damn a, a, got it out of the way, real a, early. G, a JT football game broke out in East Lansing. <laughs> that was and, awesome. Who yeah. who
1: would have thunk?
0: Absolutely. Um I uh I took in most of the, the highlights, abbreviated stuff on this game, but I mean I mean Michigan. Michigan looks good. Uh run of the football. I mean, McNamara's out here throwing, throwing the pill. Um they just they I, I don't really cute. know don't really know what happened, and and all of a sudden it was like just like home runs, they somehow Michigan State caught up with like home run running plays, which is tough if you're Michigan and you're a tough team that plays good defense. So, I mean, sorry about it. Sucks. Maybe a little bit unlucky in some of this, but uh, I mean, Dan, Kenneth
2: Walker is a dude.
1: Yeah, yeah. He is Wake Forest transfer Kenneth yes. Walker. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is wild They like again they were they were fawning over this on the Full Cast After Dark, but like. Right. Wake Forest is undefeated in week nine and the Could running back they lost water. the yeah the running back they lost to the transfer market is now a high is Heisman talk and wake improved without him <laughs> somehow um but yeah I I was tuned into this for pretty much the whole thing. Michigan blew like an 18 point lead in the second half I believe it was um, 16 at least yeah. Yeah, and they, like the last couple drives, they, when I said they got too cute, like they they kept trying to do the two quarterback thing. Um, the backup to McNamara is much more of a runner. Um, and so they like they threw him out for a couple of token run plays. and uh, one of the drives, like he ran the ball, fumbled it himself. They, Michigan ended up recovering. Um, but then they trotted him back out there for the next drive when they're just trying to chew clock and he messed up the mesh point, fumbled the ball, Michigan state fell on that. And I think that led to the go ahead score. Um, but the guy in the booth made a good point. Like he said, after backup QB, whose name is escaping me, but after he fumbled that first ball, that should have been enough to tell Harbaugh, like, don't don't run him back yeah. out there like he's right. he's a little jittery he he maybe's a little much. Well too if you're just coming in to right run now, the football, then Yeah, like, just let your starter hand the ball off. Like that that's not above his pay grade at all. Um so yeah, I I think Michigan again got too cute. They they weren't getting the benefit of many calls out there, but again, like you had a 16 8 point 18 point lead whatever it was that like those calls were not the only reason you lost. Um, Correct. So tough, tough break for the boys in blue and, and for me and my pick, because I was feeling really good about it. I was going to start the day off with a win and then it, it really unraveled quickly.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think this is, these two teams are, I don't know. It's just kind of an interesting case study and like attitude and management and, approach and stuff like I don't know things things seem to be breaking in Michigan State's favor uh and their their approach seems to be like a lot more solid right now than you know like you said Michigan just got a little got a little cute in that game maybe did just did a little too much a little too much dip on the chip and I think Michigan's been kind of asking to lose a football game this year they've been knocked around some but I mean they could have they could have won this football game so uh who who's to say I, I like michigan state i think that they will get killed by ohio state when that happens but yeah i think you can
2: believe both of those things at once Yeah.
0: yeah yeah right yeah 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 but it's just you know i this kind of then feeds sort of backdoor into like the whole playoff conversation where it's like i don't think like in a typical year when we have say ohio state clemson and alabama like i don't think it is a everyone hates Cincinnati problem or a, the big 10 sucks problem. Like, you know, I I think it's more of a, uh, there's, there's usually only like three really good teams in a given year and whoever's in fourth is going to get just absolutely mauled anyway. So like, can we stop putting Notre Dame in maybe just once? Like just so we could just see someone else get crushed. Like ultimately do I think there's that big of a difference between Notre Dame and Cincinnati this year? No, I actually don't. And I think if they played 10 times, Notre Dame might win. More than half of them, but I also don't don't think that uh that that like it shouldn't matter yeah. anyhow. I, I, yeah, I so mean that's that's what I wanted, wanted to I get that in there. Is, that's kind of been the weird thing about the playoff is like unless they make it bigger and like add more games, so you can get just like more variety, which frankly they should because that would probably be more fair and
2: entertaining. All the same script. every year. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's my thing is like I so assumedly assuming everything goes to plan, and if Cincinnati, by the grace of God, is snuck in and Georgia doesn't lay an egg like I think Georgia probably beats Cincinnati by like 35 points without breaking much of a sweat
1: sure
2: um but I also don't know that and want to see it and show me I think you and ironically and I don't I think why they play the games
0: Jason Why I tweet
2: I quote tweeted Nicole Auerbach who did the first salvo no 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 no, no. no, no. it was was Heather Heather Ditch oh was it Yes. Yes. Oh, well then even better. Um, I, that, I messed that uh, up.
0: Auerbach, I think backs is so far Auerbach's so good.
1: Hourback's usually
2: a good inning. A- so uh, that's what was confusing because earlier in the season, Auerbach, right after they beat Notre Dame, was one of the first ones that said if they're undefeated, they deserve to be in the playoffs. But that makes way more sense because Dinich is like the college football playoff reporter person so that was she's 100%. also
0: like she's also like a just a bad take artist like an absolute artist of 100%. i don't
2: i don't follow enough to know anything it used to that, be like on the
0: acc beat like yeah. she was like the acc right. reporter so like no, i remember when i was a virginia effort. tech she was there um,
2: so I, I didn't follow i don't follow enough to know any of that but i do know that what there's a 100 chance that that tweet was a direct leak from the college football playoff committee to start softening the ground Oh yeah, it's
1: um, lobbyist work.
2: And and but yeah, so that's what we was because last year I think when they had all the mess at the end of the season, Nicole Auerbach was the one who asked. So wait, this happened and this happened. So why should they even play these games if you're not going to change the rankings? Yeah, Nicole and the guy was the didn't, one
1: asking the good questions. Right, and and the
2: guy didn't even have a good answer for it. And so, yeah. but yeah, that's where it comes down to is like you, either the games are worth something or they're not. And if they're not, then announce the playoff at the start of the year. These are the four teams that we think are going to be the best. And if they do mean something, then they mean something. You gotta you gotta let them mean something. And yeah, I think I think Cincinnati is gonna get shipwrecked by Georgia, just like I think every team outside of maybe Alabama and iffy on Oklahoma, iffy on Ohio State.
0: Yeah, really so, if you on both of those. But yes, yeah, no, I mean, but I mean
2: I'm I'm I yeah, think that that's used as a I, justification. Like, well, you don't really wanna see Cincinnati, they're just gonna get dump trucked. Like Cool, that's fine. They deserve. Well, the I shot also don't want to see
0: Notre Dame for that same exact reason. Yep. So I mean, yeah, I just hate that it turns into this like, like. Listen, we got we got to talk about something, right? The playoff rankings are about to show up, so it's like some of this is talking points. Some of this, frankly, isn't untrue. Like, the, their strength of schedule is what it is. Sure. But it is purely a data point along right. the road of, like, their entire season. And that, it's something oh, that they don't been, have
2: much. Sure. Like, they tried to, they scheduled Notre Dame. And they tried to, like, they no, tried they, to they beat up. They beat Indiana.
0: They beat Notre Dame. Like, yeah. that's cool. There's They still have Houston and SMU on their schedule who sure. could be ranked and are good team. So, it's like, I, I, I still think they have plenty to play for. But it is unfortunate that you start with this, like, conversation, like, cheapening their accomplishments like, I, I'm not saying that, like, Heather Dinger needs to get on the horn and be like, Cincinnati deserves to be number one. Like, no one is asking for that. No. Right. But, like, it's it's the, like, why do you always have to take the take the approach of, like, devaluing, you know, someone and be like, well, you know, Ohio State has a much higher FPI and Oregon is creeping up there, too. It's like, well, sure, like, that that's, that's fine. But those are all just data points the same way that since the, the teams in Cincinnati's beat are also data points that we need to consider. Um, anyway, yeah, we don't need to, we don't need to litigate this in the conversation about Michigan, and Michigan state. I have a
2: feeling it won't be the last time we discuss. It. No, no,
0: no, not at all. I just, you know, I, I don't want to be so like demanding of like some sort of like sunshine pumping for a Cincinnati, a Cincinnati team that frankly, I've been a little disappointed with this year, like how yeah. they've looked, they've come out and looked pretty crappy in a lot of games. But like we can we we, we never extend a team like Cincinnati the be benefit of the doubt right. for going through a um a stretch where they're not playing that well, but they find a way to win football games. Right? And it's
2: worth pointing out that Kansas was beating Oklahoma into the fourth quarter last week and nobody gives a well,
0: yeah, it's worth pointing out that Oklahoma almost lost a two-lane and we're when we're yeah. given and we're giving freaking Cincinnati a tough time for, for beating two-lane by nineteen. So Like, but I mean, Oklahoma
1: only beat them by five, I think.
0: Yeah. Now different quarterbacks played for Tulane, you know, whatever we can get into all that, but it, you know, it it, it is very silly. Like just think about that Clemson, Florida state game. Like looking back at that, that's a 10 point win for Clemson, right? They covered, you know, they won by 10. Uh, If you just do the box score champ thing, then, then they, they won by 10, but like, we all know that that was not a 10 point game. Florida state had the ball and was trying to get down to actually win the game. So, you know, I don't know. There's just like the truth. Always there's is, levels uh, to this. Yes. Is, is, is deeper. Um, all right. Let's talk Florida, Georgia. Speaking of the truth, let's talk Florida, Georgia. Do you guys watch this? Some. Some.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I, I, same. Was, I same, was watching. Same. I,
2: I watched some of this as well. So. I wasn't watching live when the big swing happened. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I so like. I I, like, that, I, the I the watched the the first quarter or so, and it was three to nothing. Mm-hmm. And I went and did my workout, and took my shower, and came back out, and it was the gap was much 24. wider. Twenty four like, to nothing.
3: I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I sat down back on the couch right as the uh, the interception was thrown. Not the pick six one, but the. Uh. Uh, the one prior session. to the yeah yeah the tip the tip pick um so i was right i was playing catch up at that point
0: yeah yeah i mean richardson got the start for florida i don't know if that was uh hey dan you should probably do something so the fans uh will actually pay attention to the game or uh or what he is a freshman quarterback made some freshman mistakes against the best defense any of us have ever seen so you know some of that a little bit understandable. I thought the defense played fine. Um, again, I've said that a couple times this year. The defense has played fine, uh, and if if the defense has played fine, gives you some solace. Then that's cool. Uh, in quick change situations, Florida gave up two one play scoring drives after turnovers um, that were both close to the end zone. So you know is what it is there. Uh, but yeah, Jason, you alluded to it, the big swing right there. Three minutes left in the first half. The game is three to nothing. Both teams have missed field goals also. Uh, I think Florida had missed two field goals maybe at this point. It could have could have been six to three Florida, which would have been just really weird. But um, uh, the first pass, Georgia attempts that it goes for more than like eight yards in the air, uh, gets intercepted, momentum of the interceptor carries him into the end zone, I think it was one of the, there's like some gray area in how this rule is enforced and how it's interpreted. Uh, so I, I think the guy did, Rashad Torrance what was his name, did what anybody would do and tried to make a play, take the ball out of the end zone, gets tackled at the half yard line. Um, and, you know, that sort of starts a, a tough string of plays for Florida's offense um, in the shadow of their own end zone you get a, a Richardson power run out and, you know, you get the whole, the piles moving. It's kind of one of those like, Oh, it's pretty cool. It's going to be a first down. And then all of a sudden the ball squirts out and Georgia has the ball at the 12 yard line. They score one play later Uh kickoff. Richardson throws a pick, I think one or two plays in late over the middle, not a great throw staring down a receiver, you know, it was, and then, you know, Georgia scores one play after that. And, uh, and then we get a pick six with like, 15 seconds left in the half uh that completes 21 points and i believe it was 2 minutes 9 seconds of game time for georgia um they're so punishing they're so good i mean it was mm-hmm. it was crazy cuz their offense was not particularly good uh florida outgained them on the day i just point that out to you guys That's lol correct. florida actually has outgained every single team that they've played this year did you do that
1: i i do recall hearing that probably from you do
0: That's you find that surprising <laughs> I'm curious.
1: Um, I find it surprising in the instance of the Kentucky game, but yeah, I I I haven't been as dialed in, obviously, as you have, but um, like True. I know from watching the Mullen teams of the past couple of years, like they will chew up yards for sure. Yes. Um, but the defense, like, and, and I guess I should also say they will turn the ball over too. At times. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, well, especially
0: this team. I think Florida's minus, well, they were minus eight, I believe, at the beginning of the year in turnover margin on the year. So didn't get so yeah, didn't that, get any better.
1: Those those two factors are a great recipe for outgaining opponents right. and still losing the game.
0: This yeah. I, yes, absolutely. I saw a Florida Beat writer point out that, you know, the turnovers are kind of one thing. It's just how disastrous the turnovers have been for Florida this year. Um, Georgia turned the ball over three times in this game too, I believe. And, uh, but Kirby even pointed out after the game, he's like, yeah, but our turnovers turned out to be more like punts and theirs turned out to be much more costly for their team. And it was like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Kirby preach, preach on it curbs. But, um, yeah, Georgia's defense is fantastic, man. There I think their offense is, uh, fine, especially in, if you, if you color their offense, uh, with the fact that they get to kind of lean on that defense, um, I didn't really think they came in with a particularly spicy game plan uh, to move the ball against Florida. They ran the ball. Um, I think you can get some pressure on the quarterback, but you know, Bennett, if he's going to play, I mean, he's like kind of sneaky effective at moving around. He runs okay. And you know, they're just not going to beat you over the top, but they sort of don't have to. I am very interested to see if when they play Alabama, be if Alabama can like do enough, to force Georgia to have to chase the game ever. Cause like, I, I, and I don't think they, I'm not sure that they can, like, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I just, Georgia this year, I don't think is going to be tested enough to have to like turn up the volume on offense, um, which is super scary. So, yeah. um, but yeah, Jordan Davis is a stud. Uh, and then, you know, my takes on Florida are well-documented at this point. I mean, I, I, At the beginning of the year, I think we said this was going to be a step back for Florida. Probably expected a three-ish loss season. Didn't really expect you to, you know, take Alabama to the brink and then um, get your hopes built up a little bit, only to like now be realizing that you are probably a three-four loss team and a four-loss team so far. Um, But I don't know. I was happy to see Richardson in the game, getting some, taking some live bullets and some learning lumps there. He did leave the game with potentially a concussion so hope he's doing okay um but florida has four very winnable games down the stretch and you know i think that mullen's tone after this game was very different than the tone i don't know if maybe he's been working with the pr guys or what (laughs) but he actually seemed like to have a bit of like he seemed mad after this game and he didn't seem like he was explaining all the things that went wrong and why they went wrong which was different for him. Cause he tends to do a lot of that. Like, well, we outgained him and I think our defense played fine. And you know, we, you know, we had this, this went wrong, this went wrong, and this went wrong. And you know, almost we, we like he talks
1: himself through the loss. Like, yes, he, exactly. He, does, he debriefs himself in the post, in the post game presser.
0: Right. Anyhow, all I'm saying is I, I'm very interested to see how Florida finishes this year. Uh, it seems like there's, it's a more somber tone at this point. Um, but You know, I think they have a big opportunity to uh, build some momentum into next year, which is going to be super pivotal pivotal for (laughs) Mr. Dan and co. But I think it's going to be a big offseason, too. Recruiting has been so-so under Mullen, which has been, you know, been a topic of discussion. And, And listen, like, recruiting top 11 classes is a good thing, but is not a good enough thing if you think... That you should be competing with the gorgeous alabamas of the world um so this is a big off season there's going to be i th- personally i think there needs to be wholesale changes on the defensive side of the ball just get everyone out of there and they need to like try to find some sort of like ace recruiter guy that they can hire pay tosh the four million dollars a year to be co-defensive coordinator and, and recruiting <laughs> coordinator i'm ready do it his show cause has to be over
1: cut the check It'll be worth it
0: that are, I mean, that are, I mean, I, I know Mullen, like I'm sure he plays the game that everybody plays every year in, in which his name comes up in, in an NFL coaching search um, just to get a raise. But like, I don't think Dan Mullen wouldn't be a good NFL coach. Like I, he strikes me as more of an NFL coach with some of his approach. I would that that's because he is not like a, a plus recruiter is say that.
1: Yeah, but he also just like kinda strikes me again. I'm I'm a little more removed from the day-to-day than you are, but like he also strikes me as a person who in really enjoys being the head coach of Florida and like the things that yeah. come with that, like the free Jordans and being being the big whistle at that pro like I think there's there's a twinkle to his life that that brings that like an NFL job just wouldn't. Um, yeah. So it's weird. I guess, yeah. It's like a weird uh, that, that mix of factors or like what what does he prioritize ultimately, professionally?
0: Sure. So. It seems like he would be, if he was in a situation where he could basically just focus 100% on scheme, mm-hmm. um, I feel like he would be his football itch would be scratched and then he wouldn't have to do maybe some of the administrative stuff that he's just not good at. But just because he's not good at it, like you said, Jordan, doesn't mean he doesn't like to do it, right? Like maybe he likes recruiting and he's just a weird guy and he just doesn't relate like really well. But I I also like find it shocking that these guys just like think Kirby Smart is awesome. You know, right. Like what is like Kirby Smart coming in? Like, I mean, ultimately, what are you selling? Getting guys to the NFL, right? So, you know, Okay. That's enough. Tough, tough. L uh, thirty-four to seven. Gators go down. They did not get shut out though. So that was that was in jeopardy. Pretty, pretty, pretty up in the air there for a while.
1: It was. It certainly was. Um, All right. Uh, We also had Ole Miss at Auburn in the SEC. This uh, this was fun. This was not an unentertaining. Hey, it was kind of
0: chaotic. Uh, and and not a typical Auburn chaos either. Just like yeah. Ole Miss was trying a lot of things and like was just nominally unsuccessful. There was just so many injuries. Ole Miss is so yeah. dinged up. I don't know. Like that, that sucks, but uh, Corral went weird.
2: down. It was weird that it felt like Bo Nix was a steadying force on this game. Oh yeah. yeah. He was
1: for sure. Like the, the, the older sibling of the two so quarterbacks, yeah. like the more responsible. Right. As, exactly. Like, I, was, I was wildly
2: uncomfortable with this.
1: Yeah. It, as it the oldest weird. child uh i understand
0: i understand yes. this i understand this very well yeah jordan does as well um yeah no i mean i i harson is completely reigned this auburn chaos thing in uh at this point and they're they're just kind of like a, a boring solid football team and yes. i don't know if that's a good thing but it's it's different
1: doesn't taste very good but like no. less it was a fun game to watch i will give it yes. that uh yeah. I, I really like the way Auburn used Tank Bigsby as a receiving option, leaking him out of the backfield from time to time. Um, he he can run some dudes over too. Lives up to his name yes. for sure. Um, Matt Corral, a heroic effort uh, coming back out of the tunnel uh, to save whoever that poor backup was from just getting snapped in half. Uh
0: Altmeyer, I believe his yeah. name was Altmeyer.
1: Yeah, which Logan, you you sent a text uh, that said he was he was getting hit in a very upright manner. Um, yes, which I think very Hendon Hooker
0: ish with the with the hit taking.
1: Yeah, just like had no concept of like moving or adjusting his body <laughs> to like maybe maybe shield some of the brunt force. It was just like, right. well, this is coming. I got to take it. There's nothing I can do. Like, and just, just get me in walked. the ribs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The first play, he came in. He, like, came in, rolled out, dodged a guy, and then, like, kind of, like, scampered for a couple of yards, and then just got absolutely blasted by this guy. Like, just clean up the place. Like, it was probably Smoke Monday or whatever, like, which also, I love Smoke Monday as yeah. a safety. Just cleaning up plays. That's a targeting penalty waiting to happen. BTW. Yeah, this, this but,
1: backup QBs, uh, pocket presence reminded me a lot of like succession is back obviously yes. thank the lord but very like excited
2: to finish this podcast and go watch this week's episode yeah
1: so like some of the shots of watching like greg walk up and down hallways that was this guy's <laughs> pocket presence of just like aloof like very straight up in the air and like a tall a tall vertical target
3: yeah
0: he looked like he was a pretty good athlete and, and looks like you know Kiffin will Kiffin will get a chance to work with him, hopefully. Things mm-hmm. will go well there, but um, yeah, I mean, Corraldo is uh, he's just like, he's like a, a fun experience at this point in, in games, because he, ru- he also runs with reckless abandon. Like, when he yeah. runs, he doesn't mind contact, which is clearly part of his issue, but <laughs> takes a pretty weird-looking ankle injury early in the game and was in, like, some serious pain, and we got some, some legendary quotes from him after the game where he told he told the trainer, if nothing's broken, I'm going back in, which is awesome. Uh, you know, it, like I believe they said this on the full cast, but they're just like, Bo Nix and Matt Corral are definitely two quarterbacks who say it's Matt Corral or Bo Nix time before they go into football games. But, uh, and then Matt Corral threw one of the worst interceptions uh, of the season. Just, Only
1: his second interception of the year. Which is
0: crazy, given like the amount of just pizzazz that he plays with and and lets that thing go the way he keeps that thing on him at all times but he like rolled to this right and sees a guy coming towards him in the end zone and it was it was like it checked all the boxes it was late it was across his body it was over the middle and that thing got picked I'm surprised it didn't get picked earlier it got picked like with authority he threw an interception into the end zone and that was really their last chance to like um they, they were kind of chasing the game for most of it uh they they were always like eight to 11 points down Um, and it seemed like they would kind of like get back into it. And and it was like, all right, they got to get a stop. And then they maybe would force a field goal uh, and, you know, and or and then they just couldn't get over the hump. And uh, that was a pretty back breaking turnover there. But uh, yeah, all this is fun. It's just they very clearly are super dinged up. I don't know if they have a buy. They they are a team that seems like they need a buy in the worst way right now.
2: Yeah, I haven't really been able to think about things straight. Uh, since somebody tweeted at Spencer that Bo Nix is just Eddie Bauer edition Chris Ricks. <laughs> yes.
0: Dude. And then, uh, dude, the explanation of like the reference was so funny. <laughs> yeah, because someone was...
1: asked him, like, can, as
3: what a is a something,
0: right? like, like, how, I do does know.
3: this work? You need and to have a like, clock well, and get was... you halfway there. And
1: just <laughs> he said, the, the other half, I don't know. For,
2: for some reason, you used to be able to buy a Jeep co branded with a company that made your dad's pants. <laughs>
1: Yeah, my you. my Subaru Outback. Jordan the has the Subaru
2: edition. Outback. L.L.B. He said, "I want to go back in time and force GM at gunpoint to create the Tommy Bahama PT Cruiser." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh.
0: Would have been would have been great. Would have just, anyway. just so much sex in that vehicle. You know? The Tommy <laughs> I bet, Bahama. I bet exhibit music.
1: could could pimp your ride pimp that to that out, yeah. to that degree. Yeah.
0: We heard
2: Absolutely. you like spiked hair. So we put <laughs> spiked hair in your <laughs> Tommy Bahama
1: Beach Chairs. <laughs> There's
2: this just place. like a
0: rack of like 70 that just like pulls out. <laughs> so you can bring all your friends. Um yeah, no, I mean this was this was definitely a fun game. Uh I, I guess I was a little curious why the line was Auburn favored there, but I mean I suppose Jordan here at night and the way that Ole Miss came into that game dinged up. They were they were dinged up heading into that game, especially at some of the skill position. I saw that they had moved a couple DBs in, I believe, to play receiver. So um, you know, we probably could have stood to do a little bit of uh personnel research there.
1: No, I think I That's think all. we just trusted Vegas. We were smart to do that. It just didn't break our way. It's fine. Good point. Good point. Uh Penn State, Ohio State. Yeah. I was I was watching the one we just talked about, so I didn't really pay attention a whole lot apparently james franklin wasn't paying a whole lot of attention some at some (laughs) points in this game either um maybe he's already in socal mentally who can say jimmy sexton's whispering sweet nothings in his ear about (laughs) extensions and whatnot i i these are only allegations of course
3: right
0: yeah i was bouncing back and forth between Miss, auburn and and this with uh increasing interest on, on this game as I was like, I don't know, it was, it was close. It was like 10, 10. It just seemed like it was not a very crisp offensive performance for Ohio state, more or less. I think Penn state did some good things on defense to kind of slow down the attack, but uh, not the, not the high flying Ohio state offense that we've seen the last what three or four weeks. It seems like they kind of have righted the ship. Um, You know, Ohio state's defense was fine. We had a delightful Big man touchdown in this game, yeah. uh, in which with a historic well, buddy, picture. Yes, yeah. old buddy. Yeah, old, old buddy was hauling hauling that down the sideline too. He was not. There was no trudging. Uh, that was he. He had he had the thing. Yeah, he wasn't up. He was hanging
1: Calvin. on to get to the finish line. Nah. He he, he got saw the glory. The tape.
0: Right, absolutely. Uh, so that was good, but yeah, I think it was just to me the story of this game was just an uneven offensive performance for Ohio State. It didn't really seem like. You know they they did eventually probably amass a pretty good amount of yardage and, and running the football especially but Olave didn't have a very good game and it just seemed like on third down they kind of just I don't know mailed it in a couple times and I don't know it was it was intriguing to me Penn State doesn't really move the needle for me I think Clifford's still a little bit hurt so you, you know sort of is what it is there uh, but they'll be they'll, they'll be all right I I guess Ohio State though you know. Not very impressive in a win over Penn state, you know, you got to think this has to hurt their playoff chances, you know, right. right. Yeah. Was Anybody? it
1: three loss Penn state
0: now?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta hurt strength of schedule for Ohio state at this point.
2: That's right. True. I didn't watch uh down of this. Yeah. Okay. Ohio state was wearing all red, which I thought was interesting. I don't recall. Oh, I, I, I liked
1: it.
0: Yeah. It looked good, but I, I, I don't know that I recall having seen them in, in that like all red before. They they stay very traditional with their colors.
1: Yeah, well, I've kind of I kind of remember a couple of alternates they do where at least the top was red, but they did black numbering. Uh, Okay, maybe a couple years back. I don't I don't think they did red pants with those, but I remember that kind of being a weird look, Um, Mm -hmm. and maybe that that may have been for when Virginia Tech beat them in the horseshoe several years ago. There
2: was like a thick there was like a thick black stripe somewhere. Yeah, on it the helmet. Bell, yeah,
1: yeah. Mm. Anyhow, that was uniform talk. Um, Love a little a good little uni talk. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll we'll keep a beady little eye on the B1G, um, and now we'll just do the autopsy on on the most Fort Locoey game of of the slate, uh, which is ironic given that. The Mormons are not allowed to ingest several of those substances. Um,
2: Most of the ingredient list on Four locos is prohibited.
1: Yeah, you probably can't even find them in Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Virginia BYU uh, got off just to a weird start immediately uh, because SMU and Ugh. Houston uh, took their sweet little time to get finished over on ESPN2. So we, we did have cold. a kick
0: a uh, kickoff return for touchdown to win the game. Damn yeah. near a walk off kickoff near. return for yep. touchdown in that game, go ahead. which is pretty
3: cool.
1: Yeah, 100-yard uh, kickoff return for a TD. But uh, yeah, so like this game was supposed to kick off at 10:15. I'm in the ESPN app at like 10:40 pressing play on the stream that they tell me has not started yet, which hmm. is objectively false. Um So by the time the stream does pop up, UVA has already gone three and out on their opening drive, and BYU has scored a touchdown in four plays. Um, BYU went up 21-0 in the first quarter. Uh, Virginia somehow caught fire, uh, took the lead at halftime, and then the wheels fell off again in the second half. Um, Brennan Armstrong, rib injury, Early in the fourth quarter, I think, like, the play after he set the single-season passing record for Virginia uh, scrambles for a first down, like, didn't really – like, didn't even really take a hit. Just landed awkwardly, uh, got up, grimaced. uh, The next play throws a pick, like, woefully underthrew it and immediately just starts walking off to the sidelines saying – I broke it. I broke my ribs. Like he's like pointing. they like, broken. It's broken. Yeah, yeah right. They're yeah. broken. I broke it. Um and I think they showed him like in the tent or getting ready to go in the tent and I think I remember like the general Lip read was like I've broken them before. They're broken. <laughs> so it's like, "Well, shit, man." Like <laughs> you, Yeah. Like you got I mean, you went from before the game kicked off. Pitt had lost earlier that day. So Virginia Pitt could very well decide the ACC Coastal to now you got this weird like non-conference game in the end of October against a very physical BYU team. Maybe like this wasn't the best idea, and now we're walking <laughs> out of it like without the the best quarterback in the ACC. Talisman for, for who who knows how long. Um, our defense is trash. Like they they should have tarmacked. A couple of folks. Oh,
0: Virginia's yeah. defense
1: is like it is spectacular.
0: The ineptitude all the way around. I think I
2: saw. I only saw a brief bits of this game. I think one of them. I saw the the rib injury and then the BYU drive right after it and the the scoring play on that drive. It it looked like they were running seven on sevens. It was just a run up the middle and he just bounced off two like half hearted tackles. It was very weird.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, David Hale. Uh, who I believe, yeah, he writes for ESPN. He, he summed it up pretty well. Um, he said, when you weren't run a wide-open quick-strike offense, it takes a toll on the D, but that's not Virginia's issue. It's bad tackling, not shedding blocks, players consistently out of position, not filling gaps at the line, like literally every defensive fundamental. Um, yep. And he's right. Like, it's crazy. They are
0: so bad at getting off blocks, especially the DBs. Like, they don't even appear to try yeah. to get off blocks. And then, uh, uh, similarly, they also take awful angles. Like, Joey Blunt chasing the play, just get that get that out of here. He takes the worst angles every time because I think he wants to, like, hit stick dudes. And
1: But, yeah, he he's, like, 190 like, pounds. He yeah. runs at the line like he wants to hit stick somebody. And then he goes for an ankle tackle every time. Because he knows he's going to bounce off if he goes yeah. up high, um, yeah. I I don't like, I I don't know how how you go through this off season and don't change something systemically. Like apparently they've been running they they moved for whatever reason to a three three five. I don't Ugh. know if it was a this year Ugh. change or a, a year before change. It has not gone well. Um, it is, it is seemingly an open invitation for teams who are patient to just run gobsmack up and down the field. Um, you can beat Virginia without throwing a pass. Like if if UVA gets matched up with Navy again, ever running this three three five, it's gonna be curtains for Bronco. Like they they will, z- yeah. Um, so Nick Howell, I like. You you gave us some great memories in the Orange Bowl season with the Havocous, but th- this is not it, man. Like, I, I, I'm really curious to see what happens here because Bronco is very much like a relational personal. Oh, ah. oh, this is something yeah. Like it's it's the Mullen issue where it's the, like the downfall. Yep. These are his dudes to a fault, and. Like how we've reached been with the fault. Him.
0: We have we have arrived at the fault. Yeah. yeah,
1: plenty of faults. Faults abound at this point on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Nick Howell's been with him in some form or fashion since 2007. I went up and went looked it up uh, when he started as an intern at BYU, then moved up to the grad assistant position and just worked his way up. And now he's the D coordinator, and he's getting embarrassed. Isn't Bronco
0: like a D coordinator at heart though? Like what, what is like, does he have like, does he not walk into that room and be like, Hey guys, Hey guy. Hey Nick. Like, I mean, that's the
1: thing. Like apparently again, uh, (laughs) you know, this is all like what's been told to writers and what gets shared in press conferences, how, how much it mirrors the actual truth. I don't know. Apparently this year Bronco at the beginning took a very like hands off not not going to meddle with the defense approach then as as things got a little slippery started to become more involved i think around the Miami game which is maybe coincidentally why they also started playing a little better and like showing a little bit more backbone um but but they looked awful again this week i don't so i don't know to what degree he has been involved? Yeah, with this. Um, but I'm it also seems curious, like a bad like, a
0: bad plan and like not great. You know, just not great talent either.
1: Yeah. So I'm I'm curious, like if okay, if they make a change of coordinator, does Bronco go like completely out of the the Bronco trust tree and like really outsource it, or does he just try and like promote one of the linebackers coaches, Mike and, London? Yeah. Well, guy can recruit. Um, <laughs> Go personally. I would like to see Anthony Point Dexter come back home. He is currently the co-defensive coordinator and safeties coach at Penn State. Uh, there might be some staff turnover there. Who knows if he follows James Franklin to wherever destination he goes to? But um, yeah, Point Dexter's been on staff uh, once before with London, uh, and that. Like, kind of ended awkwardly, so I don't know how likely that is. But uh, he can also recruit really well. um, And that seems like it would help uh, at least some of the woes UVA's defense has. But, uh, yeah, bye week for the who's coming up. They really need it. Brennan Armstrong, take as many of my ribs as you need. (laughs) Like, we we can hook it up. I, I got PTO banked we can do a little swap. Uh, <laughs> UVA's got a good got a good medical department. Um yeah. yeah.
3: Well,
0: I mean listen, let let us not I mean, so the final score of this game was 66 to 49, I believe. Uh yep. um Virginia was winning 42 to 38 at halftime. Mm-hmm. Let us not let us not forget one of the most electric second quarters in the history of college football, which Virginia scored yeah. 35 points in the one quarter of football just. And actually like their defense they either gave up big play touchdowns or they forced like a three and out. There was, there's no in between or, and and, it, and they had a couple, was that, did they have a, there was one drive second quarter that was just like so many, there was like two stupid penalties that yeah. just aided it. Now, along I think that was the
1: one that was just where like so BYU ended up missing the field goal.
0: Okay, sure. So they probably deserved to miss the field goal because like of all the shenanigans that went on there. But um, yeah, when Virginia is humming on offense, like it's, it's a sight to behold because they they don't just dink and dunk either. I mean they they have like a variety of over the middle crossers that they can hit. They take shots up the sideline. They have a a gigantic tight end, as previously indicated, um, that can. I mean he gets out there and gets rumbling and he's he's a load. He had a touchdown in this game, which is pretty cool. Um, and then they just like will randomly just run like a little speed draft right to the back, standing right there, and it's like no one really thinks thinks about it or the quarterback run. So it's like they have a lot of weapons on offense and they Mm -hmm. seem to space it out. Well, um, I wonder if just the sheer volume of plays that their offense has to run, like eventually leads to some attrition. Um, especially when the quarterback is like kind of willing to just ram it up in there and, and, and run the ball a little bit, but anyhow, it's sad that he got hurt, but, uh, super fun game. I mean, it was also fun to like watch Twitter, like catch on to this game happening um, at the same time. Cause it was like, you know, very rarely do these things happen for like, you know, like Virginia football becomes like a cultural moment. And it's like, this is one of the most cocainey, like yeah like SVP
1: was tweeting glowingly about UVA's offense. Yeah. Oh, what a time to be alive. (laughs) It's like, they've got a left-handed, a left-handed ginger. I think did the, uh, the
0: yeah, the woman who was on the call, like, referred to him as, like, the sweet swinging left-handed ginger or something. And I was like, <laughs> is ginger, like, are we allowed to say ginger on the broadcast? Like, it's I feel no like it's kind of Did derogatory. Did Disney clear this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. The camera work was atrocious in this game. I don't know. It was, like, they were trying out the... Uh, the the Boston Dynamics like uh, robots for the first time on the The robot camera, dogs remaining the camera. Was, yeah, it was not good. Um, there were numerous plays where like the ball would just like a deep shot, and the ball would just be out of the screen for like three seconds. You'd be like,
3: hmm. And there
0: it was like someone woke wonder up what and happened and over there. Punched the zoom button and it pans way out
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. too far. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So
0: anyhow, Jason, what I'm saying is, don't let that happen.
2: Good note. I need,
0: I need to see the Dukes in crystal clear HD.
2: Yep. Always.
0: Do you watch any of this, Jason? Up late, catching a little who's
2: here and there. Honestly, I put it on while I was going to sleep. Um it was fun. Yeah, I saw the I saw the the, the injury, the interception, the ensuing drive, and a little bit after that, but not much. Okay.
0: Man, you were up late then. I, I went to bed at halftime because so I was like, this is probably as good as it's gonna get. So I'm gonna go ahead and go to bed now and just uh enjoy this. I, I did was, wake up like check my phone like 4 a.m. and I was like, ah
3: oh.
1: like, <laughs> I
0: was what I was happened?
3: I
1: was so angry, like when he <laughs> got hurt. I cannot tell you how angry I was. Like I stayed up till two in the morning to watch this season just go down the <laughs> tube. Like, <this. laughs>
0: hey, listen. I mean that 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 does suck because that's how it feels. Again, and I don't want to like make this all about a Virginia Tech situation, but you know, it would be nice if we could, for once in our lives, have a better team than Virginia Tech and win the football game at the same time. Yeah, you know win the game
1: we're <laughs> supposed to win. But here we go. We're going to be
0: probably rolling out Keaton Thompson's, like, like club arm to play quarterback. No, he and had run. the club
1: off this week.
0: Oh, oh, good. He got the club off so he could throw a couple passes here and yeah. there. <clears throat> he's a stud, too. A
1: lot of studs.
0: Studs abound on, yeah. on the well, offense. And again, so
1: it's so weird. Like, they... Have stockpiled talent on the offensive side of the ball and use it beautifully, and like, do not know how to do a tenth of that on the defensive side. At it seems, it's so strange. It's like,
0: and I can allow if like, like I don't expect Virginia to have like just lockdown corners. You right. know, like this is not LSU. I'm, I'm not like that's not an expectation for We've Virginia. We've never claimed but, to like, be DBU. I'm ex- <laughs> I'm expecting Virginia, though, especially a Bronco Hall team, to be like. At least tough, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they don't even appear to even like be close to what I would call tough. Um, you know, you could just you could do literally anything. Uh, it it is it is very interesting to me. Um, and listen, I've seen some bad defense played in my day.
1: Yeah, i've I've never seen defense this bad from a team that's, that I've that's, been remotely interested in.
0: That's probably true. I probably played on some defenses that were about that bad, but uh. <laughs> The Harrisonburg North team back in 2002 was not not locked down, but
1: get some yards against them.
0: Doing what you're doing back there, when you got you got your boy Log One playing free safety, got to come down to him, make a tackle. You know, run all right. fits. All right, okay. So another one in four weeks for the, for all the boys. Uh, looking forward to, but it's going to turn around. I can feel it. It's going to turn around. You guys getting excited for SEC Nation next week at University of South Carolina for Florida South Carolina. Oh. Woo. Shane Let's Beamer go.
1: Host, hosting his first big game day event. That's right. Um, Connor Whitehouse uh, was
0: yesterday years old when he found out that Shane Beamer was the head coach at South Carolina. <laughs> I broke that news to him yesterday. So <laughs> anyhow. Does he not so, listen to the pod? We're working on, we're working on some things. We're working on some
1: things. We'll see if he makes it to the end here. And here's this one, but... Oh. Um, all
0: right, you guys got anything else to say?
1: No, I think I'm all vented out for the evening. All right, good. I'm glad you got
0: that off your chest, Jordan. Welcome to the the vent club. Uh, it's nice. Vent boys are it's, back. <laughs> it's nice. To, it feels good. Feels like home. Uh, Jason, excited for the Dukes and the Campbell Camels coming up yeah. this weekend.
1: Jason, what time is that kickoff? Oh,
2: that's a that's a great question.
1: UVA is on a buy. I might might be able to support some other Commonwealth teams. Oh, we know
2: day. we know they're on a buy. We're you know uh oh, that oh game's gosh. at 3 30 p.m
1: Ooh. oh
0: Get Uncle Gary on the call. does the time change this weekend
2: yes wow that's oh. uh that's an extra hour right yeah of sleep oh it's a week it's a week from today
0: oh is yeah yes
1: yeah, so, yeah so, you, so this weekend it, come saturday out. night yeah yeah,
2: yeah 2 a.m saturday night
1: Yeah. yeah yeah i
0: hate that it's so dumb it's the worst. It's really
1: the worst. Didn't yeah. uh, didn't your home state now, your now home state secede from that? Yeah, they, they, institution. They, they,
0: yes. But like, apparently you can't just like opt out. You, there's like some sort of like, there's uh, a, there's a I know it's going to shock you guys, but the Florida legislature <laughs> did something uh, without fully they got just out a little over through. their skis. With yeah. Uh, no, they, uh, yeah, they did vote to like, basically go to daylight savings and then like not return out of it (laughs) um so like we just wouldn't fall back i guess is the is the thing but i don't know i I heard there's like a lot of trickle down like reasons that that can't just be like implemented on like a given day Uh, but this was years ago now so i don't know why they maybe couldn't have couldn't have worked on it until now but i suppose there's been other things going on well it
1: is interesting because like Arizona is one of those states where some of it does recognize it and yeah. parts doesn't. And Indiana so like, too, right?
2: I thought Arizona was full out and Indiana and a couple others were.
1: No, Arizona has a couple of, uh, hmm. like in the Northeast corner, there's a couple of tribal areas okay. and, and adjacent places that don't participate. Oh, that's right. Those, participate.
2: The Navajo reservations and stuff. Yeah. And so yeah. like
1: for our, for my job, like we went through a whole thing recently where school was having issues with like the way stuff was being archived. And it was because of that daylight savings time setting on one of their, or like mismatched across several of their servers. And we had to like, so it was, it was pretty interesting. It's like, oh, that like, that's an impact I would have never thought about, but it it does, does matter even to that granular level, so.
0: Right. And just like, yeah, just all kinds of scheduling and, and whatnot. So anyhow, who knows? I would love for uh, for one day for that to be not the case where it's dark so early. But I guess down, I'm like significantly farther south than you guys. So it's not quite as bad, <clears throat> but you guys have longer, like, days during the summer than we do. We just have, we have less variation, I guess,
2: is, is what I'm saying. Closer to the
0: equator, less variance.
2: Yeah. You don't you don't get the, the effect of the tilt.
0: Right, right. In in, in good and bad ways. So <laughs> okay. All right. Well, this has been Tectonic Plate Talk with the Wheel Route Podcast.
1: Yeah. Just keeping it. Something keep for everybody. Here.
0: Thanks for joining us. You know what it is. We're at the Wheel Route. You can go to send emails uh to us at the wheel route podcast at gmail.com. Uh we have a website at the wheelroute.com. Um easy for me to say. Uh, you can get the show there. You can, you could check the pick spreadsheet there if you really don't believe how bad we've done the past few weeks. Uh, I would not go there for for research purposes just yet, um,
1: unless you want to fail But
0: uh, we need to tally up Collins uh, Collins' things and see how he's doing. I think he might be doing better than us. Although he did have an 0 and 5 week.
1: <laughs> I think last hey, week. Yeah, I've too. had two
0: of them. So. <laughs> yeah. So listen, these things happen. But. Uh, Shout out. Thanks for listening. Love you. Go Gators.
2: Go who's. Go Dukes.